One of the more difficult tasks that I have is to try to explain yet again in terms of the legal machinations of what's happening involving the Georgia case, yeah, Fannie Willis, and also how we, uh, those of us, myself, at the, I, I hope, excluded, keep reiterating this storyline about Donald Trump without explaining what it is that's happening. I don't want to go into detail. I don't want to name names. But I promise you, I promise you, the part that is being missed is that which is not discussed. The Fannie Willis case is not about some sexual liaison. That's not it. The underlying part of it is the crimes that were charged. And the crimes involved, listen carefully, challenging alleged fraud involving our system. But you don't hear that. It's interesting to hear, to see perjury that is occurring before your eyes. Normally, perjury has occurred beforehand. This is happening as they speak. This is the most important part. This is as they speak. And there's also this idea like, let's talk about the Trump case involving Letitia James, Judge Engeron. Nobody has ever even talked about the statute. Nobody's ever even concerned themselves with, well, what is it the charge? They're, they're, they're just saying, well, they, he overvalued. Of course people overvalue. What's, what's the big deal? That's, that's what it is. Uh, uh, banks will always verify the amounts that were pledged. The bank wasn't hurt. The bank wasn't at all damaged. The bank's not complaining. How many times have you heard that? And how many times have I and a few others said to you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. What are you talking about? What what law are you talking about? What world are you in? Tell me. Well, you know, he's a weird looking guy. That's it? Well, Letitia James, she has a statute that has been in effect forever. Might not have been used. It might not have been used. It might not have been, nobody cared to use it before, but it was there. On uh, Twitter, I decided again, which I'm going to explain to you, just to explain yet again, or X, I can't call it X, regarding New York's Executive Law 63, Section 63, Paren 12. This is the one we're talking about. doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter whether you think it's fair. It doesn't matter whether you think it's political. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with it. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. I, 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 I don't know. Let me see if I'm, and I'm going to, and I find myself having to say things, not to you, mind you, but, but to many people, like I'm talking to children and I got to say over and over and over. It's like I keep trying to say this. And and nobody's following the critical issue here. The gravamen. What this is truly actually about. We're going to be talking about that. I also want to explain to you how the notion of this the devil down in Georgia. 
Fanny Willis and the N-word narcissism really underscores what the folks were charged with. This is an attack on the franchise by not being able to determine, being able to state, being able to explain what it is that we're talking about. Remember, the election is 258 days away. And if we can't challenge it, we are doomed as a society. So first things, my friends, sit back, subscribe to the channel if you have. Make sure you like this. Make sure you like this, this, this dissertation, this incredible classroom that I provide daily. But first, listen very carefully to our sponsor. Well, it is time yet again, my friends, to hail and salute our great friends at MyPillow.com. And if you use promo code Lionel, you'll get a free gift. No purchase necessary. And yes, I know a free gift. It's a tautology. So sue me. But first, please listen. What are we talking about here? Down comforters, flannel sheets, Giza dream bed sheets, my pillow 2.0 sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it, literally name it. Items to help you luxuriate and relax. And they're monster sellers, slippers, my slippers. That's right, slip-ons, moccasins. Think about it. What do they do at MyPillow? They make things real soft and plush and comfy. How perfect. Here's the link. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, or MyPillow.com slash Saladis or Virgil slash Lionel, or call 800-645-4965. Watch how fast Mike answers the phone. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, promo code Lionel, simply and absolutely the best. You know, when when somebody comes along and notices something for the first time and they say, hey, that's not fair. And it's like, where, where the hell have you been? Where have you been? Well, I, you know, I just don't think that's fair. Fair? What does fair have to do? What are you talking about? Fair? What is fair? Well, you know, justice. What is justice? I don't want to keep asking these questions, but what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This is what I do. I heard the other day, and again, I'm not going to mention names, but I, I kind of do a couple of samplings, you know, on my rotation. And these two lawyers are talking about, well, you know, it's the deep state. Well, the fix is in. Well, the shadow government, this. And that, and that. Okay, well, that, that's silly. That's stupid talk. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm not saying, but that's not going to do you any good. The shadow government cannot do anything. The, the uh, deep state cannot do anything. The radical left cannot do anything if there are no, if there are no laws that allow them to do it. You you could talk all day long about DEI and and uh, Claudine Gay, but if she's not able to perform these particular acts of inequity, what are we talking about? Now let me let me start off with this, and this is important. This is very critical, and I want to explain this two things: the, the law regarding two particular cases. One is Letitia James, and one is um, we'll get back to the latest regarding Fanny Wilson. But I want you to hear this right. And I put a, a link to my uh, X, X, if you will, uh, section or, or, or uh, channel or whatever you want to call it. And I want you to listen very, very carefully, very, very critically to what I'm saying, okay? First, President Trump 
has is they're, they're talking about basically a corporate homicide, corporate extinction by virtue of this case in New York where he has been uh, found guilty of inflating worth and that sort of thing. It is designed not to provide for a jury trial. I, I think that it's kind of like an equity case. It's a summary case. It's like um, some forms of divorce. You know, they're not juries. The, the, the trier of fact is a judge. But for the umpteenth time, let me explain to you this New York's Executive Law 6312. Section 63, paren. 12. And Justice Engeron's ruling. Now you can say whatever you want. He's a Bolshevik. He's a communist. He's a whatever. Whatever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Doesn't matter whether you agree with him. Doesn't matter whether you think it's constitutional, constitutional or not. Under the law, the burden of proving harm is not a prerequisite for legal action. The prosecution is not required to demonstrate that the defendant had the intention to defraud, nor is it necessary to show that there was any actual fraud that occurred. It's not mandatory for the state to prove that any uh, creditor or financial institution acted uh, negatively, detrimentally upon the defendant, President Trump's false statements nor that the representations were significant, or even that anyone was deceived. The only requirement for the state is to establish that the defendant, President Trump, consistently and repeatedly made false claims in such a manner, listen to me carefully, in such a manner, that at least two individuals were affected by them. Now, this is a term that distinctly does not equate to being harmed. This subtle yet very significant legal nuance underscores and emphasizes the, 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 the fact that the act of making false claims rather than the outcome of those claims is the problem. So just making them not whether anyone is harmed. If the only way, somebody has to maybe find this to be unconstitutional, maybe someone can find, maybe some appellate court can overrule this, maybe, I don't know. But unless and until you change that rule, unless and until that is the law, period. Period. End of statement. This is the law. Now, we can talk about, again, the motivation. We talked about this case involving Fannie Wilson. Will, I keep saying Wilson. Willis. In the state of Georgia, as in many states, there is, I believe, a misdemeanor of adultery. If somebody wanted, let's say there was a Republican prosecutor who wanted to charge Nathan Wade with adultery, 
You could say this is politically motivated. This was done merely as a, a way of getting back at him for whatever. Yes, yes, yes. That it was politically motivated. Yes. That it was wrong. Yes, 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 yes. Is it unconstitutional? Well, the law might be, but it's still the law. Is it illegal? No. Is it unfair? Maybe. But in that particular case, you don't like him. So you say, okay, fine. There are people who are lauding this. There are people who say, finally, justice against President Trump. They hate him. And I and, and I, I don't care whether you agree with him or not. This is the law. You're going to change it or not. If you're not going to change it, quit bitching about it. That's the way it is. Change it. How many other laws? Do the Republican uh, prosecutors ever use it? No. Are they ever as aggressive? No. The Democrats are. Completely. So you can talk about this all day long. Can we talk about Letitia James? I just did. What do you want to talk about? She said before she ran that she was going to find Donald Trump. Okay. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? Is it? Well, it's wrong. Is it? Is it illegal? Should a politician not be able to say this is the biggest, this is the biggest case of them all? This is it. Donald Trump in a city or in a state, rather than a particular case, because New York City is really New York State, where everybody hates him. Do you want to tell her you can't run on that? Why not? That's the First Amendment right. Who cares about your First Amendment right? I do. So what I'm trying to say, perhaps futilely, perhaps futilely, I'm trying to say this, understand that if you want to sit around and say, this isn't fair, it bores me. No kidding. It's not fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move along. Let's talk about what else has to be done. Even claim, listen to this, even claims made ostensibly by his uh, chief financial officer, this fellow's poor guy, Wisen, whatever his name is. They were making statements to Forbes. Forbes! So that Trump could enjoy the status of being on, you know, the top billionaire. This wasn't even, this was just for a magazine. It's just for a magazine. It doesn't say anything about where you say this. And I think there's a lot of reasons, a lot of constitutional reasons. My God. Isn't this just puffery? Puffery is this wonderful notion in contract law where somebody says, basically, they they say these things that are, uh, in essence... Um, like, for example, have you ever seen this case? You've tried the rest, now try the best. We have the best pizza. This is the best, the best, the best pizza. The best. Is that, is that, is that a lie? No, it's kind of puffery. It's like, oh, you're kind of exaggerating. You're not going to hold Angelo's pizza liable for some type of misrepresentation for embellishing. E.D. Crowley says, Mr. Al, this accepted practice of land slash property owners inflating value of land or property. Does it hail from archaic laws? Why is it acceptable? Might makes right. Well, 
Um, inflating the value, Edie, is a very good question, and thank you, by the way. First, let me explain something to you. Embellishment, um, lying, bullshit, uh, extensive um, extrapolation of of ability to think and and, and bragging and I mean this it it, it it is a it is a human it is a human um trait if you will look at look at people who are involved in car sales look at look at I, I mean I don't know how to say this look at anything where you embellish um it's a little bit different though. If you're if you're there was an issue of whether the square footage, the square footage of Trump's home, and let me say this again, and let me repeat this again. We look at the law. If there's no such law, doesn't matter. The only requirement for the state for Letitia James is to establish that President Trump and his agents and family consistently and repeatedly made false claims in such a manner that at least two individuals were affected. What does it mean? A term that distinctly does not equate to being harmed. I I mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. This is the issue. Do you want to continue talking about what a bad person Let- Letitia James couldn't do what she wanted to do unless she had the statute, unless it was available to her. Now, let me explain to you another thing. This is really scary. This is what, and I want you also, you have to, if you're going to delve into the law, understand what the statute is that we're talking about. If there's a Supreme Court case, read it. I can't tell you how many times I hear all the time, well, they never read me my rights. What does that mean? I don't know. I just, uh, do they have to read your rights? Well, I don't know if they have to read them. Why do you keep saying it? Well, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't. People say it all the, uh, they, did you read Miranda? No. I, well, why do you say that? I don't know. I I, I again in my YouTube rotation, there's this, there's this, there's this fellow who's this, you know, he's a he's a nutritionist, and they say, look at this, look at this stuff. Don't eat this way. It says soy, soy protein. Look at this. Don't eat this. It has soy protein in it. What's wrong with soy? He never tells you. He just says, don't eat that. It has soy in there. What's wrong with soy? No, no, this is natural flavors. What's wrong with natural? What What does that mean? I don't know. It just uh, Soy. You want to go to China? Look around you. You know how much soy they can they consume on a day base? Soybeans, tofu, you name it. They're not walking around gynecomastic, uh, soy boy. I don't know what you're talking. They just say things, and because you are inclined to believe this, you kind of go with it. Let me give you what you should be worried about. The Atlanta Journal Constitution, I think is one of the best, one of the best uh, versions of the, uh, regarding this case because of the, the, the law part of it. People are so weird. Isn't it funny how everybody, can, they, we love Navalny, but 
Julian Assange, eh. Gonzalo Lira, eh. We're just weird that way. Let me tell you what they were going to, what they're char- currently charging President Trump with in, in Georgia. This is why it's so critical. Number one, violation of the Georgia RICO Act. Conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer. False statements and writings, two counts. Solicitation of violation of an oath by a public official, three counts. Filing false documents. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings. Conspiracy to commit filing false documents. And conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, two counts. This is, this is where he basically talked to Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, and said, I want you to find 11,780 votes, the amount needed to defeat Biden. He was alleged in discussions when appointing a state, a slate of GOP electors in swing states, and he pushed numerous false conspiracy theories. This is what it says. Trump is arguing on the state and federal level that he is immune from prosecution. Go, go, go. See what's going on right now? This is, this is, this, the statute exists. Now, does, is this racketeering? I don't believe so. But there is a racketeering statute. Look at Rudy. This is interesting. Uh, Rudy used multiple appearances before the Georgia legislature in late 2020 to spread conspiracy theories and falsehoods about the election. This is what they allege. Uh, the mayor, ex-mayor and former prosecutor, showed lawmakers edited surveillance video of election workers tabulating ballots at Atlanta State Farm Arena, which he said provided evidence of fraud. Giuliani's claims were quickly rebuked, or debunked rather, but he has continued to repeat them. That has proven costly. In December, a federal jury in Washington ordered him to pay $148 million for defaming Fulton election Workers Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss. He has since filed for bankruptcy. Now, think about this conspiracy theories. You cannot follow through with a conspiracy theory. The word conspiracy theory alone has taken on so much heft and weight that now it has become a violation of the law to quote, uh, repeat, continue, whatever, a, a conspiracy theory. How about John Eastman? This is the, uh, he testified remotely before Georgia lawmakers alongside Rudy in 2020, contending there was evidence of widespread election fraud. He was also a key architect of the attempt to pressure Vice President Mike Pence into rejecting the official Democratic electors in Georgia, and other swing states. Well, what's wrong with that? What do you mean pressure? They're using, Trump and others were using a, a uh, provision as well. What's wrong with that? Now, whether you like this or not, whether you uh, like Trump, don't like Trump, doesn't really matter. I despise Fannie Willis. But I'm telling you, there is there may be no evidence whatsoever that she committed an actual violation of the of the of the ethics of the um, conflict law because she never she never sought to benefit whether they convicted him or not. There was no she had no stake in this. 
they're trying to make the argument. Now, listen to this. This is really, this is tough. And what I want you to understand is I'm always going to tell you the truth. If it works, if, if I'm telling you something, it doesn't mean I like what I'm saying. I would love to see uh, Fanny in the calaboose. I'd love to see her frog marched off in, in, uh, in, in cuffs, in bracelets, because I think she's violated the laws on so many respects. But you got to prove it. And even though you and I might say, wow, this is crummy and he lied and this, I don't even know whether she has to be, remember, disqualified. Do you disqualify her? Now, let me give you an example of a case. This is very interesting. Follow this one. There was a case involving uh, Senator, State Senator Burt Jones. He was running for lieutenant governor and now is a lieutenant governor, Republican. And a Fulton County judge, Robert McBurney, ruled, disqualified Fannie Willis's office in a case. Why? Because at the time that she was targeting him and investigating him, she, Fannie Willis, was hosting a party for his opponent, Charlie Burns. The judge said, oh, no, no, no. That's clearly a violation. Now, does she have a stake in this? Well, if you are promoting Charlie Burns to run for office and you're, in essence, indicting his opponent, you might have a a better time explaining that, yes, she has a stake in this. Yes. If, if, If you... Let's assume she is running for re-election, okay? She's running for re-election, and she indicts her opponent. Do you think there's a problem there? Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Absolutely. Do you see this? That would clearly be, clearly be, a reason to disqualify her and her office. But the problem we're having right now is to try to explain it, even though this is tawdry, this may benefit her prosecution. This may certainly benefit Joycelyn Wade, who is Nathan's um, ex-wife. Well, not even ex-wife, current wife. This may help in any kind of perjury case against uh, Nathan. And perhaps Fanny. But that has nothing to do with this issue. I want you to be able to compartmentalize issues. And all of a sudden, there's this new story where CNN reports that, lo and behold, there was somebody from either Napa Valley who worked for a wine company who says, you know, I remember, I remember Fanny Willis pulling out like 400 bucks in cash and paying for wine or wine tasting. I remember that. And I thought, wow, that's a... Normally, people put it on their credit card, but remember something. I think you know this. If you put it on your credit card, you can you you can clear that out, zero it out the next day by transferring funds into your credit card. So it, it's not like you want you don't want to load up your card. As long as you pay it off prior to the closing date of the of the. Billing cycle, you know how this is. You it's done all the time. Haven't you done this? It's like I'll, I'll pay it off. I don't want to have this. This, this is a lot. I mean, I, I 
I've got the money. I don't want to bring cash. I want to have a record of it. I want to do whatever. It is. I mean, what, whatever. So it's. But what I'm trying to do is trying to explain that the real interest, the real thing, the real, the real fascinating thing as an American citizen and as a lover of the Constitution and lover of liberty and the lover of the franchise is that what we're doing here is we're doing everything in our power through lawfare and other mechanisms to destroy not only President Trump, but people who dare to run against the system. And what they do is they will get, if you think for a moment that, and if you think that Fannie Willis on her own came up with this, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. If you think that Letitia James on her own knows this special law, no, but she'll tell her people. Anybody know this? Of course they do. They know in and out. That's why one of the things you, that's why people take the fifth when they're, when they're subpoenaed, that because you don't know what you're going to say. You don't know how they're going to spin something. You don't know how this thing is going to. And there are, there are laws and I'm telling you, there are laws. I mentioned this to you the other day. There was a law that we used to have about cohabitation. What does that mean? It, according to the statute, and it may still be on the books. I don't know roommates you can't have a roommate what they meant to do is they didn't want unmarried people shacking up boyfriend girlfriend or girlfriend girl whatever it was and by the way girl to, to a, a lesbian or gay couple could could shack up because they can't get married it was the most archaic thing anybody's ever seen but it was a statue it was the weird it was stupid we used to have a statue that said it pro- pro- prohibited tattooing unless you're a physician this was in years ago a physician or a dentist this this was in this was a state of florida statue i never forget this i said what does this have to do obviously there was some i guess maybe the dentist who goes to a dentist for a tattoo i don't even understand nobody nobody ever i used to love just reading weird statues about defacing about defacing um tombstones well, what does it even mean the spray i mean look it's 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 one of these strange let me give you another example i told you this years ago there was a statute there was a problem where hookers i'll never forget this they were hanging out in front of this it was like a checkers you know whether you drive into this and, and i remember i used to drive by all the way and i used to all the time and i would see them because it was on the way downtown, and there they were. They didn't have a sign that said hooker. They wore kind of Daisy Duke shorts, and they stood there, and they waved at people. They waved at people. So you've got a woman who looks like a tart standing on a corner waving at male drivers. So they charged them with uh, soliciting for... No, 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 no. Strike that. Uh, Loitering and prowling for the purposes of inducing fellatio, cunnilingus, sodomy, intercourse, whatever it was. And and we read it. We said, what does this mean? First of all, what is a loiter? What is loitering? Hey, you want to hang out versus hang around? Are you hanging around? What is he doing? He's been outside all day. Is he hurting anybody? No, but he's loitering. He's loitering. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? 
I still don't know what loiter means. I still don't understand. It. You can, there's no there's no law against hanging around. Then prowling, forget it. I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't know what prowl. What is this prowl? You you're at night. You have that the mask. Remember they would wear the mask. You'd have that kind of a English driving cap and the strap. These laws that they're still around. They're still we still use these terms: loitering, prowling. Hanging around. What does that mean? Disturbing the peace. In New York? What's the peace? What does that mean? What are you doing over and above the peace? Read statutes. Sometimes they're very, very clear. We have one that a lot of times people have a a statute that says I'm driving um, under the influence. Well, what does that mean? Are you under the influence to the extent your normal faculties are impaired? Well, how much? Are you impaired a little bit? A little bit? If you have a sip of wine, are you a little bit impaired? A little bit? Do you have to notice it? We have been slaves to this. Some things are really great. You can't drive over 55 miles per hour. That is it. I like that. That's a good one. Murder. Well... It can be tough sometimes whether you intended to do it, but he's dead. Okay, that's a good one. Robbery. Pretty, pretty interesting. That's larceny plus assault. You stole something, but you threatened somebody. You scared them. Give it over. That's that's robbery. Can't rob a house. You rob a person. So these things, these are these kind of make sense. But people, I always ask people, did you read the statute? No. You've got Google. I'm charged with, what is this statute? Did you look it up? No. Go online. Read it. Something happened where people don't read. They don't understand. They don't, I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand. And we go back to the issue about Fanny Willis. And I'm telling people, I'm arguing the law. I don't care whether it benefits her, doesn't benefit her. That's what we do on TV. You go and you want to hear somebody screaming and yelling, like like a Judge Janine, she's going to bend the law to make it fit. She'll never do devil's advocates because nobody wants that. But what difference does it make? Let's assume that during the course of this, Fannie Willis gets a DUI. She's charged with drunk driving. She's got a what? Step down? Why? What does that have to do? Why is there a conflict? Well, so if she lied about when she had sex, and even if she committed perjury, even before this court, jury's not going to know this. What difference does it make? How does it affect the conflict? How do the people of Fulton County, why must they lose the ability through their elected official to prosecute somebody that they believe violated the law here. That's the issue you have to do. People think that prosecution is, you know, some, I don't know what it is. It's the people versus him. And you can think it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Let me tell you something. We we have to understand something here. My My deal every single day is fighting ignorance. I talked to a friend of mine who is a very smart guy, and he sent me this thing on Navalny. I said, do you know who he is? He's a 
was a CIA MI6 asset sorta. Not a nice guy. Russian nationalist. Homophobe. Are you know anything about him? No. You don't know anything about him? I said, what about Assange? What about him? Why should I about him? Well, wait a minute. You're, you're, you, you, nothing about Assange? Nothing? We had a big rally yesterday in New York. You, you, Assange is a journalist. He's a journalist. He didn't break. He is the New York Times or Washington Post compared to Ellsberg. Do you understand how this thing works? Sparky joins us. Sparky says tattooing was one of the primary ways syphilis was spread because there weren't any disposable needles in the old days. A tattoo artist didn't have the equipment to sterilize their tattoo needles. It's very interesting about this. You know, uh, I never thought about this, uh, Sparky, and thank you for this, but normally syphilis is, and this is very interesting, it's normally the, the symptoms are located around the uh, genital area. And uh, let me see. Syphilis can be spread by sexual contact, blood contact, or vertical transmission. Sexual partners may also need treatment. Um, Syphilis, an infection caused by a bacteria, most often is spread through sexual contact. Let me see. Syphilis uh, spread through needles. By the way, you notice a lot of great AI stuff. Syphilis can occasionally be spread by blood contamination via needle, stick, injury, or sharing injecting equipment. The risk of getting syphilis through a blood transfusion is very low due to the screening of donors, it says here. That's a different story. Syphilis can be spread through needle, stick injuries blood contamination, or sharing injecting equipment. However, the risk of any syphilis uh, is low now due to screening, but but your point's well taken. Uh, syphilis is not spread through casual contacts, such as sharing drinks, uh, coffee, sneezing. The main ways to get syphilis, Sparky, is from having vaginal sex and anal sex. Syphilis is also spread from person to person through direct contact with a syphilis sore or something chancroid in nature. Now, you hear that? See, that's a very interesting question. I never would have thought about that. And I would want to pursue this. By the way, syphilis is still around. People think, well, is it is it done? No, we still have syphilis. We still have pubic lice and crabs. Nobody was talking, no, it doesn't seem compared to AIDS and, you know. And AIDS is AIDS is has not necessarily decreased, but its treatment is better. But do we have pure? You would know this, uh, Sparky. Do we? St- <laughs> you would know this. Do we have pubic lice, crabs, uh, tinea? No, what is? It? Let me see, crabs, pubic lice. There's a better name for it than I like the actual pubic lice. Can you imagine somebody tuning in just now? The crab louse. I love this. The louse. The crab louse. Sucking louse, lice, cymex lectularius. That's the bed bug. I love any kind of parasite. By the way, you know what's interesting as well? And I think I had this. Not classic, but there's parasitosis where you almost have like a, like a, uh, a, um, a, 
psychotic belief that that you've been contaminated with um, lice and lice. Very, very, very interesting. Very interesting. See this? Now, going back to what's what's next. In addition to the arguments being, let's go back. Fanny Willis is wonderful because she is so vile as a human. She is contemptible. She is contumacious. She's over her head. She's absolutely arrogant, entitled. She is just a complete and total nasty, nasty bad joke with that idiot, idiot, that fool, that fool, this, this, this lunatic. Mr. Wade, who, by the way, couldn't even answer questions about building. I mean, nothing. He is he is without any ability. And he got involved in this unwittingly. Stand by for one second. My friends, there is a discussion, as you know, of truckers threatening New York, either New York State or New York City. And as far as New York City goes, the majority, the majority of our trucking is dual axle, not 18 wheelers. We don't really see, uh, you mean you see them, but it's, it's a wonderful gesture to, to show some type of contempt, uh, deserved against the state for doing what they're doing to President Trump. But there's this idea that in the event that something interrupts the flow of food, the flow, or if there's unrest, or if there's any kind of inclement weather, or if there's another supply chain. Remember that time a while back, we had problems at gasoline stations because of either ransomware or something. Anything can go wrong. Remember the supply chains that were out in in, the, in LA and others we just never heard about this. Remember the yellow vests in France? We just, you hear about them and they just go away. Remember the trucker strikes here? Just went away. We never heard about them anymore. Well, that can happen again, especially right around the time of elections and the like. So it's very, very important, very, very critical for you to realize that you can never be caught off guard. And right now, my Patriot Supply, preparewithlionel.com, has the best deal for a starter kit, if you will. Listen carefully. Let's talk about a very serious subject, emergency food. That's right, emergency food. I know, I know. At first blush, it's difficult for for most people to think about something that they just take for granted ever reaching emergency status. We're used to stores always being open, deliveries always made, no supply chain disasters, no ransomware catastrophes, none of that stuff. Nothing shutting down our gas stations, right? No trucking strikes, no war, no protests from farmers, nothing catastrophic in terms of weather. Nope, that can't happen to us. Uh Uh-uh. And I understand it's a defense mechanism that we have because the idea of ever not being able to eat or locate food is seemingly incomprehensible. Well, it's not. That's why it's time for you to go to my site, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com has the deal of deals for you. I'll take it as a as a starter set. You've been putting off emergency food for too long. Some people still have a thing about prepping 
as though preparing for emergency is foolish. Now, right now, you can save $60 on a four-week emergency supply kit. This is unbelievable. 16 varieties with a 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories a day in two beautifully modular uh, buckets that weigh 38 pounds total. These are waterproof and they're perfectly stackable. Four weeks, a month. Now, be honest. Could you go a week without any trips to any store? I'm not talking about having stuff in your cabinet. I'm not talking about banana chips and jerky. I mean food, real food. So go right now to preparewithlionel.com. Right now, right this moment, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. You'll thank me. Trust me. Indeed, my friend. Sparky weighs in. Most people in Russia never heard of Navalny. He was no threat to Putin. He was always sickly, but may have been knocked off by the West to offset goodwill from Tucker interview. Could? Could? I don't think that the Tucker interview was as critical. I mean, it, it, it certainly may put it this way. It was big. I don't think it was as big as people say it was. I don't think it was that important. Um, but remember this, and I want you to go and read about this, speaking about him. You must recognize this story. This is, uh, let me see this. This is, oh, here we go. Um, he is believed to be a CIA and MI6 asset. He was also, uh, people, they're saying, a criminal that scanned people out of millions for his bogus anti-corruption group. People suggest he was a terrible racist, xenophobe, homophobe, who called Muslims insects and worse. Uh, not a nice guy. He went to the CIA boot camp, uh, the Greenberg program at Yale, where they teach about color revolutions. Now, to, to most people who know a little bit about this, it was obvious who he was. And understand something. In the United States, Barky, as you know, Anybody that we suspect is in any way even remotely involved, even remotely involved in insurrections and the like, we know and we believe are absolutely crushed, crushed by long prison terms and the like. We even had a citizen shot, Ashley Babbitt, killed. There's never been any discussion of that. Never been any lawsuits, any anything you heard, prosecutions. That sort of thing. So we're very selective in this. If Navalny was our uh, uh, somebody on that that put it this way, if if there was a a Navalny here, he would be considered a, a uh, an insurrectionist. Um, there's a case I want to talk about Julian Assange. This is the most important thing. Julian Assange. Uh, in 2001, there was a case called Bartnicki against Vopper, V-O-P-P-E-R. I want you to know this. There was a case where an unidentified person intercepted and recorded a cell phone conversation between a chief union negotiator and the union president, this was about labor goings on, teacher strikes and the like. And the tape was later played for some members of the school board and delivered to Vopper. And what happened was 
they played it. They they were they they had this, and it was a media defendant who broadcast a taped conversation between. Okay, in the six to three decision under Judge Stevens, John Paul Stevens, the court held that the First Amendment protects the disclosure of illegally uh, grabbed, intercepted, garnered, collected communications by parties who did not participate in the illegal interception. So again, the First Amendment protects the disclosure of illegally intercepted communications by parties who did not participate. And specifically, this is 2001, specifically when it involves, as you know, um, journalism and the like. This is what the New York Times, what the New York Times was responsible for Ellsberg. See, they liked Ellsberg. By the way, Ellsberg was a limited hangout. There are people who are saying that everything that Ellsberg ever said was leaked or said before, but nobody knew about it, but it seemed like, oh, it was tumultuous. I'm not going to argue about it. When it comes to America, we know nothing about the Constitution. We get into personalities. Sparky says, Navalny was about to be swapped for a Russian held by the West, but apparently was more valuable as a fake martyr as he's outlived his usefulness as a CIA puppet. Could be. Now, Sparky, that, if I were to, to provide that, if somebody, let's assume that were proved or whatever, that would be an absolutely valid motivation. Absolutely. But you do know and I'm not saying this for any particular reason. We can't prove that. But it but it, it, it sounds good. It sounds good. <clears throat> and the idea that he is he is the opposition, the opposition to Putin. Opposition, do, do you know how many people at any given time or date are antagonistic to Putin? He has what, an election? What is it, in March? Let me see, when? Yeah. Let me ask you, Sparky. Yep. March 15th through the 17th. Friday through a Sunday. I like that. Um, let me see. Elections. Uh, candidates. The candidates are. Who is running for president of Russia? It is. You have. Um. Well, look at these people. You have Vladimir Putin. You have Leonid Slutsky. You have, um, let me see. By the way, do you know that in order to be considered, you have to be at least 35 to be president of Russia? be resident in Russia for at least 25 years, previously 10 years, and not have foreign citizenship or residence permit in a foreign country. Neither. So you've got, let me see, the candidates, you've got uh, uh, Davenkov, he's 39, he's with the new people. You've got Putin, he's an independent. You've got Slutsky, he's a liberal Democratic Party. You've got Nikolai Karatinov, a communist. Okay, communist party. Now, let me ask you the question. Very, very simple. Those are oppositions. 
You mean to tell me that Navalny is so he he poses a threat? And Putin, right before, let me explain this, right before an election that he is going to absolutely win, as everybody knows, for a variety of reasons, other than the fact that he lied, they like him. That's number one. Number two, after the Tucker interview, there you go with that. And the next thing to understand is before the 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 world is dealing with with other issues that he's involved with, with the cessation, especially during Ukraine, because remember, even even uh, Ainsley Earhart made the suggestion that money should go to Russia. No, money should go to Ukraine because they killed Navalny. Now, if that makes any sense to you, you let me know. John McGuire couldn't get hired. Says I think Lyndon Larusky is running as well. Very good. By the way, Lyndon LaRouche has said, and especially when he used to work with um, Webster Tarpley, some of the most incredibly brilliant presentations on oligarchy and and um, the British the British perfidy, if you will. So going back to what Sparky said, if you advise Putin, you say. Now you want to kill him? This opposition person? Fine, arrest him, do whatever you want. We have people that we have, and they might still be, we don't even know, under the jails in Washington, some kind of a gulag. I have no idea. How dare we suggest that there are people who, by virtue of this, that other people can't put people in Look, I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about regarding the criminal activities. We just assume that everybody that Putin puts into prison or jail is is unfairly I don't know. We never talk about ours. I still don't understand how we ever put those many people in prison. So let's leave it at that, my friends. So I hope you have a better understanding of what's happening. But I hope you understand it. I hope you grasp the notion. But aside from the Fannie Willis case being what it is, the characters themselves are so fascinating. No other case. Letitia James doesn't have this, that, none of this. You don't see Ricky Lake meets Jerry Springer meets whatever. It is incredible. Now, my friends, let me ask you, too. oh, Sparky says Putin is, Putin is so popular in Russia that he would need to have Nixon-level paranoia to kill his rivals, real or fake. One would certainly think. One indeed would certainly think. So my dear friends, I say to you, and I and I thank you for this. Thank you for being a part of this. Please follow Mrs. L. Go to her incredible uh, YouTube channel at Lynn's Warriors. Great, great, great stuff. Read about this fentanyl, uh, doc- not fentanyl, fentanyl documentary by a young man, a new filmmaker. And others as well regarding female, excuse me, uh, child predation and the like, and human trafficking that nobody is really addressing. All right, dear friends, have a great and a glorious day. We will see you this eve at 7 p.m. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. Thank you so much for your kindness. Sparky, thank you for your genius and your brilliance. Edie Crowley, thank you as well. And John McGuire couldn't get higher. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being focused. Thank you for making this worthwhile. Remember what I told you today. If it's about a law, read the law. Before you react, before you say whatever it is, read the law. That's all. That's all. 
Because remember, from an ontological point of view, how do you know what you think you know? All right, dear friends, Heath and 97. And don't forget the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Da-da.